Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Coach Joe Lucas here, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. What I want to do is dissect my world, the coaching world, and give all of you reasons why to either hire the right coach or to fire the wrong coach. You know, let's face it, in our industry today, there is a plethora of coaches. You know, when I started back in, in 1993, I can think of maybe four or five of us who pioneered this industry. Now, there are probably up to 500 to 1,000 business coaches that specialize with advisors. Now, why is that? Well, for I think there's two reasons. Number one, you all make a lot of money. Number two, you're all insecure in your own way. Uh, I think maybe the third reason, uh, the bigger firms downsize their training programs. And so you have a lot of these, these people out there uh, who operate in the corporate world uh, who are very linear in their thinking and they come out hang their shield and, and that's cool, right? So, but what's happened now, and, and I'll tell you my personal story. Initially, when people came into my world to retain me, I was by far the first coach they ever worked with. So they didn't really have, there's no experience to draw upon. They may have gone to other coaching programs, uh, other training programs, uh, conferences, but they never really had a one-on-one in-depth relationship. Today, what I find is, uh, you know, they're searching. Why well, I, I spent time with this person, I did this program, I did that program. And just for the context of this uh, episode, I'm not going to get into names. Um, I want to, uh, but you know what? It's, that's not the relevant part, the part here. The point being is, you know, I'm getting people now that will tell me, well, I went to this program and that, and I hired this person. And I always ask, well, how'd it go? What you like, what you didn't like? And, you know, there's always going to be some parts of things I think you can pull away from. But bottom line is if they were really satisfied, they would still be with that person. See, my clients are with me for an average of 12 to 13 years. I've got clients now, doesn't mean everybody's like, that's an average, right? I've got people, clients have been with me 23, 24 years, and I people will stay with me for six months to a year, get some stuff done, they go back. But the funny part about that is I would say two-thirds of them, at some point, a year, three, five years later, they come back. They want they want more because they couldn't find what I offer. So let's talk about the different kind of coaches. You know, and I will put them into three, three areas perhaps, and tell you why you know each one's important to a certain degree, and uh, no particular order. It all depends on what you're looking for. There's first off, there's the practice management people, right? Get you organized, book segmentation, workflow, all that stuff, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe even give you an employee's manual, which is great, right? Get all that stuff. You need it. You got to have structure and systems and functionality around your business. No question about it. So is that important? Absolutely. The question is, can you find the right one who sees you for what you want? So here's the one thing I will say. You got to connect and resonate with the person because it's their voice. Is their psychology, their belief system, their methodology. If you can't buy into the coach, don't do the program. Now, how does that work? In other areas, so a lot of a lot of big coaching companies, right? 
Um, they'll have their, their leader, the figurehead, the one that goes out there and does the talking and the speaking and the webinars. But you don't get to work with that person. You get to work with somebody under that person. And the person that's under that person is the one that matters. Not this person, because they're not working with you. This person. So whatever sub-coach or level two coach that they give you, you better ask some hard questions and you better be able to build rapport. And you better. So it's like a duality. You've got to trust the program, but you also have to trust the person. Both. Okay. So in the practice management world, which a lot of these big companies are really built around practice management, I'll tell you why, because they can coach around systems. We have a system for that. Not achieving your results, oh, we have a system for that. What I do, I coach around the person. Difference, right? So if somebody says, well, Joe, what's your system? I said, I don't know yet, because I don't know you. Because my system is going to be predicated upon what you tell me we're, that you're missing, what you're lacking, period. So the practice management people you need. You need, in fact, I refer clients to practice management people. They want like a red tail workflow, that ain't my bag. They want employee manual, hell no, I ain't writing that thing. No hell, no way, right? So I'll refer that out, not a problem. The next kind of coach you're gonna find, or system, you're gonna find your marketing people. Some are better than others. Um, they all promise a lot, few deliver. I have a couple that do, so if you ever want to find out, reach out. I'll be happy to make that recommendation to you. But here's the thing. If you think you're going to stroke a check and fix your shit, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. It does not work that way. It just does not. See, the reason why marketing people get your money is because most advisors are so desperate for an answer to growth that they're literally trying anything. It's almost like a person, and, and let me give you an analogy. It may not be the best analogy, but it's the one's in my mind right now. It's almost like you have a loved one who's ill and there's no cure. And you go online and you hear about this, this weird shit that goes on in some third world country. And you're half tempted to take your person there because you're so desperate for a solution. See, a lot of the marketing companies, they, they play on that. Like if you're, not, if, if you're not doing it and your competitor is, you're losing. Here's the problem with that. And by the way, some programs are really good. I've got, so if you, tell, if you want to talk to me about a seminar system, a direct mail program, an internet program, a lead program. I have clients who have done every one of them successfully, but I'm going to tell you why in a moment. So podcasts, videocasts, I've got clients that, that are rock stars at that. But I'm going to tell you why they are in a moment. So the marketing people, they have this thing, they sell it to you, and you go, right? You think you're going to solve your problem. Not true. So the practice people add value. The marketing people add value. They don't solve your problem. They don't solve your problem. They're important, but they don't solve your problem. Now, why is that? Because here's the real work, here's the real coaching, here's the real evolution. You. See, I just had, I just had a relative, I'm, again, I'm not getting into names here. They went to this uh, 20, 
we're going to teach you how to work with center centers of influence program, right? 20 grand. And it's all group, by the way, for the most part. And so they come into my world. And what's nice about my world is I always ask, and not on my time, I'll make a separate call. I said, tell me about the program. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you learn, you know, how it works. And I always get briefed on what's going on. I don't view these people as competitors. I view them as colleagues and some of them just better than others. And I always find out, I said, look, those, that's a great system. You know what? That will work. So I endorse it. But tell me about your morning ritual. Tell me about your business plan. Tell me about your five-year vision. Tell me why somebody should hire you. Tell me about your morning ritual. Tell me about your daily game plan. Tell me about your psychology. What are your fears, concerns, issues? Where are you strong? Where are you weak? Oh, now, now, now we're getting into the real shit. Because see, here's the reality. All that, the practice management people, the marketing people, they work on, and I'm going to give you a good analogy here because I've really thought about this long and hard. What the practice management people do and the marketing people do, they work on the car. We have a race team, F1, NASCAR, CART, Indy, whatever you want, doesn't matter, BMX. There are two components of success. The vehicle that is part of the deal and the human being who operates it, the driver. So here's what practice management people do. Here's what marketing people do. They operate on, they work on the cars, the chassis, systems. I watch F1. I love watching F1 because it's the most expensive sport. It's the most elite motorsport in the world. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now that you can have a great car, you have a shitty driver, you're screwed. A great driver can overcome a, a mediocre car in a lot of cases. See, what a lot of you are trying to do is you're working on your car. Because that's a safe place, right? I don't need to look in the mirror. I don't look at myself. I don't need to, to uh, I don't need to own my flaws, my bad habits, my laziness. I don't need to own the fact that, you know, people complain about their team. They hire, they are practice management. It's a true story. So I'm teaching this leadership course later on this, you know, January, uh, excuse me, July of this year, 2019. And I've had clients, and you know, it's I've done it before at other firms. It's elite. It is the elite leadership program in the industry. Because guess what? There are too many leadership programs in the industry. And I've had a couple of clients say, "Hey, I want to bring my team." I said, "Okay, well, tell me why you want to bring your team." Well, I want you to work with them. I said, "Why?" Well, because they're not getting it. I said, "Okay, so here's what you're asking me to do. You want me to be you." So instead of you stepping up and leading your team, which by the way, I will not be there every day, you will be. You want to abdicate that responsibility to a third party because you don't want to deal with it. Then why the hell are you in business? That's exactly what I said. I'm not like any other coach. I don't have time for bullshit. And if you bullshit me, I'm going to call you on it. So you've got to decide and be honest with yourself. Now look, it's a formula. Yes, you have to have a very good car. But if you're ignoring the driver, you're making a fatal error, a flaw. And my work is driver-oriented. I teach clients how to do their morning ritual. We call it Magellan 8, Magellan Morning 8. We have Magellan Core Daily 5. We have a, I have a system of protocol to make people better people, to make advisors better advisors. Then you can actually operate the car. 
You can actually take advantage of all that practice management stuff, all that marketing stuff. I've got plenty of clients that have, I do one thing in their world, they have another coach or another organization. I'm totally cool with that. I don't care. I'm all about the client. I know what I'm great at. Like nobody's better at what I do than what than me. Do I know how to do practice management? No. Do I know how to put a play manual like I said before? Hell no. So you can find that other places. You want technology integrations? You know, I'm good with this, the iPhone. But if you want to tie your systems together and, and have Redtail talk to Centerpiece and, and connect with, you know, XYZ, I ain't, that ain't me. But I'll get you motivated, inspired, and get you organized to go find the right person. See, that's why I'm saying, you know, oh, I need a coach, but what coach do you want? See, this is where you got to be very clear with yourself. What is your true challenge? And what should be first? My experience, driver first, car second. Because if you put the car first, you're just going to be frustrated because you're going to spend all this money, invest. And you know you're not realizing the maximum return on that investment because you've not realized the maximum you. And that's what it's really about. See, it's easy to stroke a check and look at something outside of the mirror. But the bottom line is it's all about the mirror. You know, I built two coaching companies. Ten years ago, I hired a bunch of coaches, had a partner, and uh, they did the marketing, we did the coaching. I hated it. You know why? Because nobody can do what I can do. Fact. Nobody's going to be able to dig in like I can dig in. Standards. So after about a year and a half of that, I, I blew it all up. I woke up one day because I became a manager of coaches. And they're whiny and needy. And I don't got time for that shit. So I blew it up. Four years later, or five, four years ago, I'd said, let's have another bite the apple. I'm ready to scale. I'm ready to grow. So I did it again. Hired coaches. Trained them. Did it for about a year, year and a half. Hated it. You know why? Guess what I had to do all day? Market. Get people into my funnel to feed my coaches. Guess what I was doing less of? Coaching. The shit I love. The shit I'm born to do. So guess what I did one day? I woke up, blew it up again. Fired them all. Told them to take their clients with them. Totally cool with that. And they were pissed. Very pissed at me. But you know what? Had to be done. You got to know what you're excellent at and what your calling is. So when you're hiring a coach, do they talk about their systems or do they talk about themselves? Do you resonate with that person? Because you're going to be making not just an economic investment, you're going to be making a time investment but most importantly, if done properly, you're going to be making an emotional investment. And you don't want to get it wrong. So what are some of the key things to take a look at? Number one, how do they onboard you? Do they sell you on signing up and pressure you and do takeaways and you got to do this, you got to do it by this date, stuff like that? You know, because they got to sell you and working with them, that should be a clue. If they got to sell you on saying yes 
Did they have to have dedicated salespeople, you know, twist your arm to say yes to something? Does that really make a lot of sense? The second thing, how much time do they give you to decide? So what's their process? So like for me, and I'm, and yes, I'm going to use my sales comparison because I know how I want to be treated. I only take on a client after 30 days of evaluation. Like there's steps. You got to qualify. You got to apply personally to work with me. Magellan Network, my group game, my movement, you get 30 days in there. We don't ask you for shit. Name and email address. You're in the game. You want to stay, you stay. If you don't, no harm, no foul. Best of luck to you. Because I know that I am not right for everybody. And if any coach tells you they can work with anybody, that's bullshit. They'll take, they'll take everybody's money. Doesn't mean it'll be successful. Next, how long is the engagement? So after the onboarding process, salesmanship, do they have mandatory timelines? A year, six months, pay. Do they ask you to pay up front, no matter what? Or do they allow you to pay as you go? Matters. Now, I know some of us sit there, well, Joe, it's all about the commitment. You know, you got to get that. You get that money front, they're committed. No, they're not. They can walk away. If money can if money commits somebody, they're committing for the wrong reason. They're committing because they don't want to lose money, not because they want to change. One last thing. Now I'll let you get off and, and do your thing today. And this is really, really important. Under no circumstance do you ever hire a coach who does not have a long history in this business. I've seen it more, over and over again and, and more and more recently where I've got advisors coming into my space. They met some dude or some person at the local chamber of commerce and they're an executive coach and or they're a leadership coach and they come in, they don't know jack shit about our business. They don't understand what compliance means. They don't understand what an ADV is. They don't know our space. So what you're going to do is you're going to pay them to learn on you. You do not have the time for that. So it doesn't matter to me who you want to hire. Just make sure they understand. So you better interview them back. How many advisors have they been working with? How long have they been working with advisors? What percentage of their client base is advisors? That mine's 100%. I do nothing but advisors and have so for nearly 25 years. I coached for 25 plus, but honed it after 23, after a year or two. So I know this inside, I know the space inside out. I evolved with it. So just make sure you get somebody like that. And next, don't be cheap. And I'm saying this respectfully. Well, there's some dude, he's only going to, you know, this guy only wants 300 bucks a month. This person here wants a thousand. I'm going to do 301 because it's cheaper. You would not, if you had a neural, so think about this. You needed your head cut open. One doctor is one year out of medical school and they've got a $20,000 rate for the surgery. Or there's this person who's got 25 years out of medical school, has done 5,000 different craniotomies. They're $100,000. Forget the insurance scenario. 
Which one do you want operating on your head? The cheap one? Or the one that has been there, done that countless times? Experience with a coach matters. Because coaching is all about transference of experience. So just make sure when you're picking your coach, you vet them well, you vet them over time, you ask questions. I love it when some people ask me a question. Well, Joe, how long have you been doing? How many clients do you have? What's the situation looks like? Um, what's your average length of engagement? When I say 13 years, they go, what? I want questions. I love them. You know why? Because I can answer them. So don't get seduced in some you know, speaker with their program, and hey, go sign up, and yeah, yeah, but do get in the moment. Because it will leave a bad look. I love I I literally started this industry in this in this space. Do not sit and make a wrong choice. It will give you a bad experience, and it makes our profession look bad. And I want that to stop. Okay. So thanks for listening and watching this episode of Magellan Network Show. Love to get some. Love to get some. Um, comments love to get some reviews on iTunes you know hey we're, we're a little bit of a startup here uh, as far as the podcast and video blog goes so if you could uh, go to iTunes if you're listening there and, and uh, give us five stars and uh, give us some comments love to get them and uh, I'll see you on the next episode so there you have it if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast I would like a free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business, please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net and claim your free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.